This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial and get a free audiobook. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we all have the boorish manners of a Yaley. I am your host Bob Mackey, voted most improved odor in 2016 and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons and who else is here with me today? Uh, Chris drove the least distance to be here, Antista. It's <laughs> true. Henry Gilbert and nuts to you. <laughs> and today's episode is The Front. Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. <laughs> I like that little sting. And it aired on Ugh. April 15th, 1993. And Chris will tell us Tax what happened. Day. Ooh, yeah. What day was it? April, April 15th. April 15th, 1993. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, goodness, Bobby. When you talk about television ratings, it doesn't come any bigger than North Carolina playing Michigan in the college football finals. I'm, I'm so excited. Indecent Proposal tops the box office, and the Arts and Entertainment Channel announces a new channel, the History Channel, and mm-hmm. neither of which will ever deviate from their... <laughs> My favorite Sorry. art and or entertainment is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes. I'm partial to the Gene Simmons reality show. <laughs> I love the history of aliens at Thanksgiving. My favorite uh, thing I've ever seen on the History Channel, Planet of the Apes. Wow. That is technically history. history. Yeah. Yes. I remember the original comedian's jokes about the History Channel was it was the Hitler Channel. I'm just like, you always saw Hitler you wish. on them. I believe Dana Gould called it what the Klan does during the day. <laughs> they, they say on the History almost Channel. Almost a spit almost Talk about the Civil War and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and alien sightings. So so this episode, let's 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 just get into it. The, um, front. the front. It could be the first uh, bad one since when Flanders failed. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I was informed by Dave Rudden on Twitter. You said this was the worst one you, you can know, think of. All actually, right. I, I just want to plug real fast. I want to plug our buddy Bart of Darkness, who gave me the shirt I'm yeah. wearing. Uh, the Timmy, Bart of Darkness on Instagram. My, I had it, it was Christmas. I ordered Christmas ornaments. One of the the, the, the piece de resistance was Bart and Krusty, an ornament with Bart and Krusty had never showed up. If not for Bart of Darkness, who sent us a care package of cool shirts, which I think you can find at like BigCartel.com. I've been wearing them. Yeah, they're great. Uh, he, the new one is from like the uh, Bart licensing, where he just said he's just saying hi, man. Oh, I love <laughs> and, that. Uh, I love that. Uh, but Bart of Darkness, a great Instagram account. Thank you, buddy. You you made my Simpsons Christmas work. Yes. Uh, just Thank you say so that much. I, this episode really dropped in my estimation after watching it. It really, it still has it's funny loose. moments. Yeah, it is so loose and. It reminds me. I was shocked that you guys hate it. I, I don't hate this one. It reminds me of last. I don't exit. hate it. It reminds I, me of last exit to Springfield in that it has these high concepts that are like this is an interesting pitch, and then mm-hmm. they don't do enough with it. Like same with Homer running. Uh, same with Homer running the Union. Mm-hmm. Homer going back to school to finish his high school education. That's a whole episode, yeah. and they really just it's like, like no he service. Gets, he gets sixty Twi- seconds. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't hate this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel it is kind of weak. Mm-hmm. And they will admit they used every trick in the book because they did not have enough shows. So mm-hmm. of course we have the extended opening plus the circus couch gag, a, a Gene and Reese signature time extending trick. Yeah, ninety seconds. We yes. said that before. There's that couch gag that gets reused where the 
the wall lifts up and it's a giant. Yeah. It looks like the Family Guy opening. It really does. Uh, yeah, and it that, that they use that to what save t- or shave off time. Shave off like an extra stuff? twenty seconds. If really. you don't have twenty seconds of yeah. jokes in it, then you fill it with that opening. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we Gene have, and Reese are very open about that. They're like, yeah, yeah, we did it. We have those two time killers. We have the Ned Flanders short at the end. That's what which is great. That. That's great. He had to point out to me that like I I stopped watching i forgot that was there yeah me too i, I forgot which one it was on yeah and we also have lots of it tons of adr tons mm-hmm. of just ways to save on writing new jokes it's just like you can Pausing see all the weaknesses yeah saying a joke mm. and and a lot of cutaways to like dreams like so many dream sequences yeah. <laughs> and also on the production side of things it this comes right after the clip show and then they hire a dude who just like the the way he got hired is as Adam Lapidus explains it. Yeah. The writer on mm-hmm. the commentary explains it. It was it, he got lucky in that they're just like, look, let's just fucking make this. So it, as they explain it on the commentary, in my understanding, at least in the old world of sitcom writing. Mm-hmm. You don't write a script to sell that script. You write mm-hmm. your pilot script or your pitch script yeah. to prove you can make a script, and they don't make it. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a Simpsons. He had a writing partner mm-hmm. who was this older guy who was from the Cheers, and he was teaching mm-hmm. him how – and who was friends with James L. Brooks. And so he's teaching him how to write. He's like, okay, write a Simpsons script. He sees uh, – he hears a story about Steven Spielberg working with a bunch of 13-year-old kids who mm-hmm. sent him – uh, an episode of Tiny Toons, and they animated that. This did happen. Bubs and uh, nope. Birthday. <laughs> Babs and Buster go Hawaiian. Hawaiian, Hawaiian. That's a great episode too. So he hears of that episode, mm-hmm. and he then pitches one like, "What if Bart and Lisa mm-hmm. wrote an episode of Itchy Scratchy?" He writes this script mm-hmm. and submits it to James L. Brooks just for him to review it. And he's like, "Let's make this episode." Yeah, and that's great for Adam, but I think on the other side of it, it shows the desperation. They're like. We got a script. It can be done. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Like we're we just did a clip show. We need another script. And I'm not sure how things are now, but every Writers Guild show at this time needed to accept like two freelance scripts a year mm-hmm. to like be a guild show, just to give new writers opportunities. Sure. So, and every season you'll see like um like new writers you've never seen before and mm-hmm. will never see again, just giving <laughs> scripts to the show. It's the rare time in the first seven seasons where a woman writes an episode. You're like, oh yeah, she's well, not, and imagine no women staff writers. All right, that was uh, the the Blowfish episode. The, right? the yeah. script isn't ushered into production. It's shaped by the staff, and yeah. the person is credited with the script and story idea. Exactly. So right. this was heavily rewritten anyway, but Adam Lapidus did it. He never wrote another episode of The Simpsons. If you go to his IMDb, yes. hey, look, hey, he got paid. <laughs> uh, he worked He worked mainly on Disney shows like The Sweet Life of Zach. He's Cody. making that Corey in the House money now. Corey in the House money. With the blog money, baby. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, if he can make it, then do it, man. He's living the high life. He's living the sweet life Ooh. with Zach Cody. Zach and Cody. Are they dead yet? No, but okay. uh, <laughs> those Disney stars have dark, dark well, secrets. And then you speak about the rewriting. Mm-hmm. So I doubt, I heavily doubt that Adam Lapidus's original script was this inside. Yes, and that, I think really the Simpsons have writers, caricatures of all the real Simpsons writers. Yeah. So, yeah. so this was just tired writers who were just like. Well, I've been waiting for this episode because, Bob, you said this thing that I've never forgotten. They're like, every animated show will do an episode about making an animated show, at least mm-hmm. one. Simpsons at this point have done like 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in this episode, so in Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, we saw behind the scenes of a cartoon. When they're writing the cartoon, mm-hmm. they're actually putting storyboard panels on the yes. wall. In this episode, it is very much like Itchy and Scratchy is a sitcom because The Simpsons is written like a sitcom with a writer's room full of writers and the animation team is separate and everything like yeah. that. So, like, it's, it's like a, it's a, I, I remember. I remember writing a paper on The Simpsons in college, and I called it like a Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons is a sitcom 
with the biggest budget you could ever imagine. Yeah, for they sure. They can like go anywhere. Episode. Every celebrity you can imagine can be on. That's what, and that's what made the show so great. It was a sitcom where like all the limits were were broken. So yeah. I, I, it's a good distinction to point out. Yeah. So itchy and scratchy. It's not necessarily written like a cartoon. It's written yeah. like a show. And itchy and scratchy and Marge caricatured all of the directors at the time. Mm-hmm. The three main ones. This one has drawings of almost every writer on the staff mm. who was um, still on staff yeah. when they were producing it. Yeah. And, no uh, Waldarski and Kogan. Yeah. No, uh, Jeff Martin. No, I don't. Think no, he's, he's there. Jeff Martin's okay. there. But well, let's get. Yes. Yeah, so we should uh, start talking no about Conan, the show though, because he oh, wasn't yeah. there. I mean, well, yeah. Why was? Yeah, it's difficult. There was some guy who like kind of looked. No, I think that he wasn't in it. Yeah. But um, uh, the show opens with I love another this. time killer, but a pretty funny one. Now, Christy, I hear it's your birthday, so I got your mother's recipe for matzo pie. Hey, I don't do the Jewish stuff on the air. But I shall bubble up. It's nay on the OJ. Roll the cartoon. It's so sad that Krusty is ashamed of his roots. Marge, it happened again. <laughs> what are you going to change your name to when you grow up? Lois Sanborn. Steve Bennett. <laughs> Some nice names. It's weird that like just a year and a half ago, Krusty was singing "Oh, mine, papa" on the yes. air with his very yeah. Jewish father. And they I really was like, sold out that episode. Of like, yeah, oh, you're very openly Jewish on that one. I think that was very uh, Mike Reese. I would credit that to Mike Reese. <laughs> and then, he, I swear, I've heard him on commentary say "Ixnay" on the UJ. To okay. your, to your, to that story's credit, like this episode more so than anything we've seen before, follows up on a lot of continuity. <laughs> yeah, it does. There, it like does. A, we see a Roger Myers Jr. again? There are more returning characters in this episode, and yeah. that's that's my big problem with that it. That is really and true. I, we'll get to it in a second. But, but, uh, but yeah, the, the Krusty is ashamed of it. Yeah. And then meanwhile... But that's something a fan does. Is follow, yeah. It follows up on story continuity. And most of the time, the Simpsons writers avoid entirely talking about anything that's ever happened before. Well, and as long as I'm crediting uh, jokes to people by mm-hmm. assumption... Mm-hmm. Those names, like Lois Sanborn and mm-hmm. Steve Bennett, those are specifically boring in the way Oakley and Weinstein <laughs> yeah. named every character in the seasons they oversaw. Yeah, they're very like Mr. Show style jokes, where it's like the specificity of mm. just mundanity is what the joke is. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's true. Uh, it, I swear I've heard this, right. Re- oh, that's your another itchy and scratchy, but like. Not well for us. It's like only a year since Itchy and Scratchy were so awesome that you'd have a movie based on them, but now they just suck. Kids. Say no to <laughs> uh, I could pull a better cartoon out of my ass. <laughs> hey, whoa! <laughs> Wasn't that great, kids? That's as bad as the tasteless, itchy, and Sambo cartoons of the late 30s. Wow. The writers should be ashamed of themselves. Cartoons have writers? Eh, sort of. Oh, yeah. Well, you and I could write a better cartoon than that. Oh, there's there's, there's your episode. Um, now yeah. I'm old enough to know that that Sambo reference is Never a clear... It's a clear reference to, like, well, that just when you would see a racist cartoon as an adult, like, oh, that's racist. Like, like yeah. the Sambo cartoons that Ub Iwerks did. Like, he did. Like, he, are, are they? I don't. I, it's just, I remember reading well, something okay, about, I, about the Sambo books on which they were based in, like, that, not unlike the song of the South Tar Baby. <laughs> Nothing patently offensive about the Tar Baby, and but it, but it got co-opted into this horrible term. Mm. Uh, and then I don't know the origins. Uh, well, 
Oh, the, the Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby? Uh, of the actual, I guess it's a slur, maybe? I don't know. Oh, no, no, it is oh, okay. a slur now. Okay. But, like, so is Sam. But, but those yeah. were originally, like, I children's re- storybooks. Okay. I remember yeah. Beloved the World Over. I remember some years ago, John McCain got in some trouble because he... He just used it as a metaphor of like, this is a quagmire. We're stuck in this quagmire. And the harder we try to get out, the more we get stuck in, like a tar baby. And then people Ooh. are like, <laughs> Exactly. And like, but he's he, an old he's man. He's an old man. And that's like an old folktale yes. like, that extends over from fucking Africa. And like, it. So, yes, in 1935. Been co-opted by fucking racists and ruined by. I hate it when people just like Pepe the Frog, who's a kind, honest frog who just wants to get high. (laughs) So in 1930, in 1935, after Ub had stopped working with Walt Disney before he came back, he did Little Black Sambo, Mm -hmm. the cartoon which. uh, is as racist as you can imagine. Like, the, so. Up iWorks work after leaving Disney mm. is insane. Because, <laughs> like, there's still no rating system. And is Fritz the Frog stuff, like, it's really racy for the time. Like, mm. almost damn near nudity on screen. He's peeping. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, like Fritz the Frog was real pervy. Is it Flip the Frog? Flip the Frog, sorry. Fritz Flip the, the Frog. They're um, both sex deviants. Yeah, but, like, the Up iWorks, <laughs> it's, it's really well done, hard to watch, but, like, I think they're really fun. I think he, Sambo, but Sambo was so ingrained in pop culture. Isn't that what Denny's was? I mean, look, he didn't create the character Sambo. Yeah. He was just a popular character. It's, it, I mean, it's just disgusting. For years, some just... some asshole from Brooklyn said it about some black dude at one point, and then it became a slur. And now we can never talk <laughs> about this a, poor character that was harmless forever. A, but now, I've, I've seen, I've seen, um, uh, iWorks cartoons. They are they do not hold up very no. well. No, uh, they don't. I watch them. Watch them. You watch them by yourself. You'll feel uncomfortable. You watch them I with do. any non-white person. You'll want to like just kill yourself. I and, do like, it. I do I'm it. sorry. I'll. I'll just I have kill them in a playlist now. that I put on at parties. So we put on music <laughs> in the background. And I, like, yeah, that's not yeah, going to fly many, today. Many of George Pal's puppet tunes, mm. if you know what those are, star a Ooh. small black child where his lips make up about forty-five percent of his body. So sorry, yeah. I'm not excusing any. Of that. I mean, we're just talking about the history of racism. In, in I was reading an article so. about the the books that that Sambo was based on, and they're uh, apparently like you know childlike wonder just a kid who wanders around sure. and gets in trouble okay yes and, but the car not defending the cartoons not defending anything in fact, uh, delete everything I just said no. let's forget about that part and the bit of but race- I never would have got it as a kid ever yeah so the thing about cartoons have writers didn't no idea for a while that, that is just them just winking so hard at you yeah. that's, that's your first that's your first tip of like this is an insider episode and I know something from just reading books written by mm-hmm. sitcom writers of the 90s and 80s and I bet it translates to now mm-hmm. They're very offended at the idea that nobody knows writers write these things. And yes. They just think, yeah, Homer just said a thing. Or I watch Cheers and uh, isn't that Sam Malone funny? I bet he makes up all those words he says. Yeah. Like nobody realizes a sitcom is a stage play. Somebody wrote yeah. it well, and it's a play. Like, and, and, and like we, I love, I don't mind talking at length about this because we got a ton of compliments about it last time from people who apparently work in the animation industry, mm-hmm. but that I didn't really no cartoons had writers from the simpsons were on now, because i'd seen so many documentaries of like ward kimball and like tex avery and they don't show them as writers they see all that termite terrorist yeah stuff, you like, see a termite yeah. terrorist documentary it's like a it's like a dude dressed up as charlie chaplin next to a drawing board and like he doesn't <laughs> feel like a writer he's a he's an animator they and, just drew it until they stopped drawing it and, and then it was done and that's and that's how disney and disney and warner brothers worked like the writers were just animators guys or story men or gag people mm-hmm. and he was the best gag man in town well, they chuck just, loved working you don't with refer him. to chuck jones as a writer no even though he did he, yeah, did, he wrote a lot he, of he stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. but and like i so i even even at this point like the idea of a cartoon having writers especially having watched 
the improvised make ups of animation during this period. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's the funny joke later on to me. Like, Simpsons were almost contemporaries to fucking He-Man. <laughs> and like G.I. Joe. And like they had every right to take down animation, their they, contemporaries of that nature. They are not far removed from it. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, speaking of animation, mm-hmm. they almost censored some animation right after this. Bart has the imagination of robbing oh, Santa. Yeah. So he's holding it up, up at gunpoint. Yeah. And originally the censor was not cool with Bart holding a gun, even in a fantasy. I think the way they got away with it is it is a Tommy gun, which is how all the guns mm-hmm. on the Batman animated series were always Tommy guns because you can't find that in your dad's yeah. drawer. The handguns yeah. are in the opening, but you never see them on the animated show. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, but that was one of two censored notes in here. That one didn't get cut. And, but, uh, and present now. We oh, present. and they did all eight reindeer in that thing. Like yeah. I, Henry, we were just bitching about that before. Oh, and retronauts. Man, retronauts. This is a Rich Moore production. He would not. He would not not draw a reindeer. Oh, uh, but this is the B story. Homer comes clean about about his past. He eats soap. An invitation to our high school reunion. Gee, that's odd. They didn't send one to you. This is it, Homer. It's time to tell her the terrible secret from your past. <laughs> Marge, I ate those fancy soaps you bought for the bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, the other secret. Marge, I never graduated from high school. Well, that still doesn't explain why you ate my soap. <laughs> Wait, maybe it does. <laughs> I do like her. Oh, my God. When she hears that, it's very, like, over the top. <laughs> I mean, he's admitting to eating soap. You're like, why would you eat soap? Not to beat the joke to death, but like the idea of your soaps disappear, you would never assume they were eaten by your husband. (laughs) In another episode, we learn he eats daffodils or something? That Bart knows his secrets? Oh, tulips, yeah. I know. No Homer's plight. We didn't have sweets in our house. Sometimes the soaps look like chocolate. Yeah. You also remember the time where like, oh, free sample 11 time. Homer, that's... I tried to bite a gingerbread man ornament... Just, I'm pretty sure it's not a cookie, but why Why take the risk? When I was a dumb kid, I, like, licked soap once and said it was vanilla scented. I was like, that didn't taste like it smells vanilla. great. Oh. Yeah. I think I did once because I watched the Christmas story a lot. A Christmas <laughs> story a lot. Is, is I, this really bad? Yes, it is. Neither here nor there, but I tried to, because I did have soap put in my mouth, like in the Christmas story. So I tried one day. God, I was an awful kid. Worse than Bart. Tried to build up an immunity by <laughs> licking soap all day. So, like, wow. this won't hurt again. <laughs> soap <laughs> torture. And then Homer said, they have another pig Latin joke right after that. Just like, come on. And this same act, two pig Latin jokes. It's, it's the same, the same act like two frames of animation too. Yeah, it, like, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of recycling in there, and but that pig Latin is a lengthy way. Like, all right, that got us ten more seconds. Well, here, here's my big disappointment in this episode. At, at this point, Roger Myers Senior. Junior. Junior Senior is the is a real uh, guy. Is the Nazi. But uh, <laughs> uh, but like uh, this is this is him on what is it? Itchy and Scratchy versus Marge. Yeah, hilarious. Now, what in the world is wrong with that, Mrs. Simpson? There's nothing wrong with it. Excuse me. Excuse me. He was addressing me. I know. There's nothing wrong with it. Excuse me. There is. I think that it's a bad influence on children. Give me a break. I think that is a bunch of baloney. And here's why. In preparing for this debate, I did a little research, and I discovered a startling thing. There was violence in the past long before cartoons were invented. 
love love Alex Rocco. He's so R. great. R.I.P. Yeah. We got, but we wouldn't play the death jingle for him because, because he's he not comes, in this episode. He's not in this episode, and he comes back later on, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. Was, I I mean, did they go to him or not? There, well, there's two missing. Here's voices what that's what irritates episode. me. There is a new celebrity guest in this episode, and two celebrities that don't get brought back to voice characters they have voiced before and that's will right. voice again. How the fuck did that happen? So uh, Hank voices uh, Roger Myers Jr. in Itchy and Scratchy Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Roger, but Alex Rocco comes back for uh, The Day the Violence Died, season seven. Mm-hmm. And I think Oakley and Weinstein cared more to get it. And also, yeah. Alex Rocco is an old man. Great. They like having old But the voice. perfect voice. Like, His voice yeah. Mo Green and The Godfather. He's great. Hank I, tries as hard as he can, but it's still just a pale comparison to yeah, the original. Yeah, it's just Hank. Yeah. Well, like, Alex Rocco's voice is so specific. Here's Hank receiving the submission from Bart and oh, Lisa. Oh, wait. So Bart and Lisa write the cartoon yes. first. Yeah. As a kid who dreamed of being a writer. Yeah. I loved any time writing was dramatized on a thing. And I dreamed, I definitely got from my mom's work when they were throwing it out, I got to keep a typewriter once. I was like, my own typewriter, oh boy. Mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> I, I kind of became writer focused the second I got my own keyboard, that's all mm. it took. Like, oh, I can just do this all day. I can Words just can just show up. Yeah. yeah. And but uh, they're reading a book on how to write cartoons, written by John Swartzwelder. <laughs> yeah, rich yep. writing cartoons. That's right. Yes. Which again, another insider joke. Mm. And uh, and then the, they're very lucky. A cartoon just happens it, out well, their window. Is what's the inside joke there that John Swartzwelder got rich writing cartoons? Well, the joke is no one knows who John Swartzwelder is. Only if you read the credits of the episode would you even know he's a writer on the but show. I was, uh, for some reason. Over the break, I was watching the Conan serious jibber-jabber thing with the Simpsons mm-hmm. writers. And they're talking about him because he eventually chain-smoked so much, yes. he couldn't be in the writer's room. So he got he to write... He either had to quit smoking or quit being in the writer's room. So he got... a. It seemed like he got a deal to like just turn in shit from home and never yep. really had to go through the, the breaking the story stuff that anybody else did. Well, another John Schwartzwelder story is that he... He would then write in this booth in a diner where he could smoke all the time. Yes. And then... When the diner went smoke free, he bought the booth. He bought the yeah. booth and smoked at home. He bought the, it. But is that a jab? Like, if you think of your coworkers, of one coworker of yours, kind of having a better deal, like mm. never having to come into work and deal with. Well, it wasn't at this point. Yeah, I think at like, this point he was like still season, with them. Okay, that's okay. That's, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. If it was sort of a jab, like he's not even going to be here to see that we wrote this book gag. He's drawn in the writer's room in this yes. episode. Yes. So he was one of the only pictures that exists of him. Yeah, he looks like a trucker. So we never played Roger Meyer Jr. Snipping off her hair is also a total sell out of the character yeah and- oh is it i love that gag i love that gag but here's roger meyer senior who we didn't play before voiced by dan castellanetta and not Hagazaria, not alex rocco you call this writing if i puked in a fountain pen and mail it to the monkey house i'd get better scripts but sir at harvard they oh, taught at harvard us- they taught you hit the straights egghead you should have made it in not getting fired <laughs> all, all great lines that it's, i would have loved to hear from alex it's rocco. like a deeper voice mo really yes. yeah. i mean it's not different from mo well, that and much. also more inside many of the writers on the simpsons Went to Harvard. 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 And They're that's, Harvard uh, writers. That's John Vitti he's yelling at. Apparently. Yeah, a drawing of John, John Vitti. Vitti and <laughs> now, now a famous millionaire. <laughs> but who wrote the Angry Birds film. Uh, but we also, we skipped over what their cartoon was. And yes. The, we played the clip earlier. Elvis shooting the television is based uh, did on Did you do all the research in that too? I did. Me too. Well, I had always wondered what it really was. It was... Because he hated Robert Goulet. No, Goulet. No. Well, I believe that story. No, I, I read. I read a bunch about it. Me too. Okay. I found very different stories. All right. Well, yeah. let me tell the Please Goulet. Tell, tell the Goulet. Yeah. The Goulet story was that um, that Elvis was dating a certain woman who would then go on the USO. She went on the USO tour, mm-hmm. and Goulet Goulet was Goulet. on the tour as well, <laughs> and. 
very made it pretty clear to Elvis, like, I'll get out with your lady, Elvis, on the USO tour. And so Elvis uh, held a grudge against him for a long time, also because he, I believe Elvis wanted to be in Excalibur, the musical that Robert Goulet got famous on. Mm-hmm. Then he sees Robert Goulet on television, shoots a TV with it, pulls out his revolver, shoots a TV. Mm, they're showing and, no good. So that is the Goulet story. So I heard that too, and he's attributed to that urban legend about Elvis and just the more... I, I'm at, nearing a point in my life where I want to do nothing but read about Elvis because there'll never be another person that famous with that many... Surrounded by that many lackeys. Yeah. And yeah. this. The fact that I found stories of him, yes, shooting the TV with Robert Goulet. I also found another story of him shooting a TV and winging the girl in the next ho- hotel room. Oh, and at a different point, and then an, and more stories about him shooting televisions. And, and basically, the consensus being like he would do that to, as a joke, not because he was mad, but That's just because what I heard. In, in this one for the graveyard boys, and just there's a, the, like underneath Graceland was just a shitload of unpackaged televisions and dead televisions. Wow! And he'd do it all the time around all his right. friends. That's pretty. And funny. that makes way more sense. It just. That does. It's still as cheap as TVs are now compared to then. Couldn't even imagine shooting a TV. Yeah, God, it would weigh like five hundred pounds. I see. Like, drag I see, it out back. I see YouTube videos of someone's TV breaking. And I'm like, that's like it. That's like four days of heartbreak. I couldn't even deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I interpreted it as okay. Elvis at this point in his life is whacked out on goofballs, has a lot of guns, yeah. so he just shoots at things for fun. Yeah, and there's no real joke to it. He's just an out of his mind guy on drugs. It's a great joke, just not one I expect from an eight year old. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did confuse me as a kid. Like, why are they referencing this guy who's been dead for? 16 years at this point yeah. and uh like, and you can find a clip online from the kurt russell elvis that's biopic right, yeah. of john carpenter's TV. elvis yes, yes. <laughs> how weird is that that's so insane God. it's so strange and i also got a new affinity for elvis from listening to the gilbert godfried mm-hmm. podcast where he talked to the well the man who directed the star wars uh holiday special but also who directed the elvis comeback special oh, yeah, and just his story of working with elvis john it, biner is that his uh, name? yeah that's yeah right. yeah give a listen to that episode wow really now i have to hold on let's break for a little while <laughs> uh no but uh, the their script is rejected barton lisa's script is rejected because he doesn't read it he just sees the he doesn't read it little kids. and they rightly feel it's because they're children if they put an adult's name on it i don't know how pers- a person is supposed oh. to read the age of a yeah, person, I guess Lisa and Bart sound like young people. Lisa, and maybe Bar- their childish handwriting. But is this gave it the away. Oh, actually of the, grandfather, grandpa's name? No, it's not. But no, the okay. the woman who presents it to him is pretty close to the yes. actual real life Doris uh, Doris Crowd, yeah. Doris Crowd, the Roxy survivor. And I do love blah 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 bling 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 blah. Like that's, I like that way of saying. Yeah, it. so condescending. It, but only if Alex Rocco did it, it would have been so great. He can't like, do it anymore. Also, I know I've heard script uh i've heard tv producers say this you don't send unsolicited work because it goes in the trash because even if it's great if they read it and and use any point of it and it can be tied back to it they owe you millions yeah like yeah so they just don't read it no one really done unsolicited work but this is grandpa he rejoined a foyer here is the front which the the episode when i was looking at the list like what the fuck is that episode Mm. and this is what it meant when I read your magazine, <laughs> I don't see one wrinkled face or a single toothless grin. For shame. To the sickos at Modern Bride Magazine. <laughs> hey, is- Grandpa, we need to know your first name. <gasps> You're making my tombstone! No, we're just curious. All right, let's see. First name, first name. Well, whenever I'm confused, I just check my underwear. It holds the answer to all the important questions. Call me 
Abraham Simpson. <laughs> Grandpa, how'd you take off your underwear without taking off your pants? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Such That's a, just them giving up like we got no. It's yeah. a weird but I, I That's it's a really one of those weird joke. Phrases I've adopted in my own lexicon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do don't like know. it. It's funny they're calling back to his original shtick, which mm-hmm. was writing yeah. cranky letters mm-hmm. to the newspaper. I miss the stereotype of crank the crank letters were from old people who had too much time. Yeah. Not angry millennials who have too much time. Why do they have all this time? Maybe they don't have jobs. I have I have one thing to add we didn't mention in the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. There mm-hmm. is a parody of a once famous production logo yeah the Stephen j canal oh, yeah. logo where I, uh itchy and scratchy are typing on a typewriter they pull off a sheet of paper and it lands onto the logo uh, well actually we haven't they haven't produced the cartoon yet in the episode so we haven't oh, gotten to that okay point i wrote yet. that down early then i'm sorry but, but the yeah. uh well let's talk about the front the film the yeah. front it's one of the rare Woody Allen films that he didn't write. He just stars in it. It's a really good dramatization of the blacklist. If you don't mm. know about the Hollywood blacklist, it's a good that's it's what, a good film that'll teach you about and it. And the fade out comic from uh, Ed Brubaker. I, yeah. It's pretty much about that as well. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. Zero Mostel does mm-hmm. an amazing job in it. He's great. Like Woody Allen is really good. And, I didn't even put that connection together. And, yeah. and it's a great... It <clears throat> is... Woody Allen is an apolitical uh, mm-hmm. dude who's friends with writers who are blacklisted, mm-hmm. and he is selling their scripts to television uh, on his name. It is one he, of the few Woody Allen movies where he's not featured uh, lusting after an underage girl. Because yeah. he didn't write it. <laughs> having watched a marathon it. this week. Or having like a proxy version of him I, do that. Like, mm-hmm. I again, I'm the first to separate the art from the artist, but why is all his art about that? You can't watch <laughs> Manhattan anymore. It's impossible. Why is it all about that? Uh, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's just so weird. that Why do people accept him, man? Like, well, he's dating a 16 year and and her sisters whatever works they're all about Manhattan is the most beautifully shot movie about a pedophile I've ever seen yeah it's such a romantic but anyway the front doesn't have any of that baggage thank god Uh, it's really that and Nance Woody Allen starred in didn't write (laughs) it it is really it is really good and it's written by blacklisted writers too Mm. it's one of the best bits I'm slightly ruining the ending but at the ending in the credits Every time somebody who was blacklisted's name mm-hmm. appears in the credits, they go like blacklisted this year, blacklisted this oh, year. Oh, wow, okay. And it's this like celebration this. of like, we fucking won or oh. we outlasted you, Nixon and McCarthy and all you Such shitheads. Such a fascinating story. And as we enter the new era of the blacklist, yeah. I think like mm-hmm. this is going to be, it's it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time to look back at when America became uh, like oppressively conservative. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with this episode, it other doesn't. than that they take Abe's name and, and sell script. Uh-huh. And uh, wrong Roger Myers likes his script. Beh. Is this the Abraham Simpson who wrote the Itchy and Scratchy episode? Itchy and what? Oh, you must be some kind of crazy person. I'm sorry, but we have a substantial check here for a Mr. Abraham Simpson. That's right. I did the Iggy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do, do like love. that. I did the Iggy. No, uh, I like... That's the best... My favorite Miss saying of itchy and scratchy is that's the greatest ippy and tippy i've ever seen (laughs) the simpsons will be right back thank you guys so much for listening and if you like listening to stuff it's a good thing this episode is brought to you by audible and before i tell you more about it know that you can go to audibletrial.com slash laser time and get started with a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of all audible is what is audible they've got over 180,000 different titles to choose from ranging from audiobooks comedy albums radio shows some of my favorite old-timey radio shows and you can listen to them all on your iphone android mp3 player desktop tablet doesn't matter wherever you can plug in headphones 
headphones. Audible's got all your, your bestsellers, your Game of Thrones, your Harry Potters, the latest biography from whatever comedian it is you like, and they have become my go-to place to get audiobooks for an incredibly low cost. So once again, that's Audible, people, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of the service. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Well, <laughs> something we didn't talk about on uh, Laser Time what? was uh, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a big uh, karaoke all the way through midnight. Yeah. Kevin uh, and I really kill paper cut every time. Mm-hmm. I'm so Kill pleased. paper cut? You just looked exhausted. Some 41? Every time. No, uh, we did do Fat Lip, though. Okay. Um, God, that was hard. You guys walked in right as we started. <laughs> I, no, I think I grabbed the mic. No, that wasn't the It was me and Pat had the mics. Uh, I don't know any of this song. I, it came we up, like having fun at other people's expense. And yeah, and the only reason is like, I don't like the song. Suck on my pet turds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good song. And I don't like the mentality of that song. It's such a it's such a whiny brat song. It's it's such a like wise beyond Before their white years. Before white boys are going to mess up your shit, yeah, yeah, mess up your shit. But just like how like if I was if I was right now at this age writing a comic about children, that's how they're speaking about themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we love to mess stuff up. Dude. Yeah, and it's like you guys, the nineties already happened. I'm sorry, you're too late. So there's a reference for no one. But they are the River Bottom Nightmare Band of the Emin Otter <laughs> Jug Band Christmas, where they yeah. sing about how bad they are. Um, <laughs> we don't brush our teeth to help us stay mean. Yeah. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Another part that bugged me in rewatching it was him throwing the thing again at the writer. Like it's yeah, just reused. It's so reused. The lighting changes completely. And it's, it's a night like, scene. Come on. Yeah, and they reused yeah. the, the day scene uh, shot of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like you guys couldn't find another place to add. 14 seconds like this just completely breaks you from the scene that joke had to happen this is so weird i'm getting this points maybe this show isn't lovely because i don't have like a something i could easily declare line of the show Mm -hmm. uh but just homer reading off his yearbook this is i'm just i'm just gonna throw that the line of the show that's the joke ah my high school yearbook you handsome devil i can't believe i ate the whole thing (laughs) <laughs> Had to have that explained. Activities? None. Sports? None. None. Honors? None. none. Yep. So many memories. <laughs> that was my reunion. It'll be great to see the old gang again. Patsy, Ralph <laughs> Mouth, the Fonz. That was happy days. No, they weren't all happy days. <laughs> like the time Pinky Tuscadero crashed her motorcycle. Or the night I lost all my money to those card sharks and my dad, Tom Bosley, had to get it back. <laughs> Marty Smith is yeah. just sort of like, sadly accepting, like, he's just, he's not going to change his I mind. I do still love that, but I love being able to point out, if you're, if you're 
like 15 years younger than us, mm. you're not going to get the Happy Days reference of me. I mean, I didn't really get it then either. Me I either. was 10. I, I, was I think he Tuscadero. I like, tolerated Happy Days, but it was my least favorite. Yeah, uh, it was on every run. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever watched it until two years, no, a year a year and change later when Weezer popularized it with uh, Buddy Holly. Yeah. I, I had to learn that like my dad's like, why are you watching Happy Days? I'm not like not asshole. It's Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Who cares about Happy Days? Like, <laughs> I it, would watch. I would prefer that. To, uh, I lo- it was on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. as opposed to everything else. Like in the middle of the day. What are, but, we, what are we talking about? Uh, but I hated yearbooks. I, I came to hate yearbooks. I thought I'd like yearbooks when I saw them as a concept. I just looked at my old junior high yearbook. Like my mom got it like hey i brought this with me yeah. looky there i was like i hate me it's, and i hate these memories and <laughs> goodbye your book it just, it just away. made me mad aspiring to nothing in high school and having no accolades of any kind and yes. not being involved in any club and literally being kind of invited into a school because i was good at soccer but yes. i quit because i liked being morose and pot more they called um, chris the white pele <laughs> Wayley, and I, but and they they kept trying to get me to join the soccer. I'm not joining your stupid soccer team. Nirvana's awesome, and you're gay. And like that was me in high school, and I didn't do anything, anything mm-hmm. ever. And I'm just sort of like I don't know, bummed out by that. Now I want to kickstart a project. I have no idea how to do it because I didn't. I wasn't involved in any groups or clubs. No, I just faked my way through school, Chris. It's easy. Yeah, I was very confused thing. by. I can't believe I ate the whole thing, which is it's like, like a if Tums you, commercial. It's Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> if you saw, I eventually would see clips of classic commercials and see that one and it's it's famous it's just this guy who's up late at night with indigestion he's like i can't believe i ate the whole thing like he ate a giant sandwich his wife is like you ate it ralph we should get get to that too because you you mentioned Stephen j canal productions that when they show one of the itchy and scratchy shows they have a a, what do you call that a production logo a production logo parody and it's so on the nose that i'm like this is really more of a family guy joke because Family Guy did it too. Yes, they exactly. Did they did the exact. They, they, they did the exact same joke. They did the exact same joke. And yeah. I, I was watching Family Guy just last night, and it's just Peter, so drunk and he's incoherent and like ah fuck you, Lord, ah. and then he's like passing out and like Peter go to bed and he's like Ray, we always say we didn't steal from the Simpsons, but we stole a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was so good. It was that so good. good. They will make that joke, but then continue stealing. Uh, also, I never watched... I'll ev- chalk it up to Parallel Thought. This isn't a great reference. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's <laughs> cute. It's cute. I didn't watch every episode of Happy Days, mm-hmm. but I double check. I checked this online. I could not find one episode where Pinky Tuscadero oh crashes her bike or Car Shark steal Richie's money. We get a money. sound effect for the dedication <laughs> award and give it to Henry there. I, lo- I, I mean, maybe it did happen in an episode, but I could not find one. <laughs> well, th- here's here's the logo they're referencing. Yeah. I had to get some of that. Uh... Stephen J. Cannell Productions yeah. did the A-Team. That's from Hart and McCormick. Yeah, well, Hartcastle and McCormick. Hartcastle and McCormick. The, yeah. the commissioner. So Riding like the demon. A ton of 80s stuff. And if there's a... Did you see the montage online? Yeah, they update his like look and his typewriter and stuff it's, throughout the years. It's so vain and crazy beautiful yeah. to watch as his temples get grayer and the Emmys start to surround him more. They reshot it like every year of him throwing the paper from the typewriter. Bring that him. crane in my office. It's time. <laughs> I, I do like that quite a lot, though. I liked. Uh, I always preferred the one at the end of Cheers. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good, Good dog. dog. Yeah, that's a great oh, no. one. Uh, so when they go to the when they go to the reunion, yeah, I actually really like it because they it is a sequel to the way we was Mm -hmm. and it is their 20 well 
The math doesn't work out because it is welcome class of 74 mm-hmm. because that did happen in 74. Yeah. But so they are having that reunion in 1993. Uh, huh? Maybe. Uh, I, I can't explain. I do Why hope someone they? got fired for that. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's a 19-year college school here, reunion. I don't from, think so. From the episode <laughs> The Way We Was, this is Artie Ziff from that episode. Marge, this may not be the most appropriate form for what I'm about to put forth, but <clears throat> would you go to the prom with me? Well, I I can think of a dozen highly cogent arguments. Now, the first is from Time Magazine, dated January 8th, 1974. That is like the most subdued John Lovitz. Like in hindsight. I mean, everyone was very low-key in season two and one. Yeah, and and this is Artie Ziff coming back for this episode, I guess, the first time? First appearance, yeah. Uh, But he's been back several other times. I think the next time would be season 14, the Ziff who came to dinner. uh, (laughs) Well, let's Let's hear this proposal. Let's hear this clip first. <laughs> oh my god, it's my old boyfriend, Artie Ziff. Hello, Marge. Have you heard? I'm stinking rich. Jealous? I'll bet you traded all for one night with my wife. I would. Mm. Homer. So, to- as you said in the history. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The movie's not out yet. The, mo- yeah, the movie proposal. is out this week. It it's, was based on a book, so the book and existed I think, before. But I remember, like, the... the Man, I feel, I feel so old talking <laughs> about a decent proposal, how it was highly controversial, mm-hmm. how Woody Harrelson is approached by Robert Redford for a, to give him a million dollars for a night with his wife, and that mm-hmm. movie came out, like, the same week as this episode, essentially. Demi Moore, right. With Demi, Demi Moore. I didn't mention Demi mm-hmm. Moore. Uh, but, like... It was like hugely controversial in the news. Like they're gonna make a they're gonna make a movie out of this indecent uh, book. Adultery. <laughs> it, says, it says indecent in the title. It's giving you a warning. Come on. <laughs> but I, I did think that was. I, that's why I put it in there. I thought it was kind of ironic. Do you want to talk about how they actually made this into an episode, Henry? So yeah. When you listen to the commentary, oh, you can see them realize they should do. Like Al Jean is like, we should do this episode, and mm. so they hear the joke, and then. When they actually bring back Artie Ziff in season 13, which was being produced when they recorded this commentary... Algin oh, says sure, it. Yeah. Algin oh, okay. says it in the commentary. Like then they bring him back, wow. and and he makes an indecent proposal to Marge. Mm. And I think he like has a private island. Uh, eventually, he would become like a, a dot com failure and yeah. be bankrupt. But at this point, he's had money. He'll damage the town, <laughs> and he recreates the prom at his like private island. Yeah. I, it's been it's been years since I've watched it's not it. A great episode, yeah. but this... but I love that. Like so, Artie Ziff's first appearance, very subdued, and Dan Castellaneta's performance is on par with like my or anybody else's John Lovitz impression. I'm John Lovitz. I'm John Lovitz. See? I also like the cute the cuteness of that do the hustle scene Mm. because that was the exact animation of the time they danced to do the hustle in the way we was. Yeah. When they took the study break. Yeah. uh, When she's teaching him French. And they're they're both presenting like mammals up to each other's butts. They bounce their butts together and the camera moves up in the exact same way. There was care in animating it the same way. I didn't notice that. That's Mm. awesome. And uh, by the way the, the class clown on the commentary, they allege that they heard that Hank Azaria is was that guy in high school. So Azaria playing him in this oh, is say that because his hairstyle is so specific to like yeah. someone who never left the seventies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't like this character though because I feel yeah. like there's no hook or like twist to him. It's just like he's just presenting these jokes straightforward, mm. and and the joke is that Homer's explaining them to well, and, but that's the, if the joke is if you're class- someone again younger than us, you'd have to explain those who these people I guess are so. to. I, I got it, but I mean, I needed the explanations. I didn't know who. Richard Nixon was when I was nine. I think the joke is that the joke is the class clowns are never funny. They're just okay. reference machines. Mm. And so 
they grow up to the class hey. clown grows up to not be a comedy writer like oh. the great comedy writers on the show. <laughs> true. We're they, all introverted nerds. Yes, yeah. they they grow up to be the same loser before. But also, I love the joke of Homer constantly explaining yes. obvious references to Marge. And Marge is like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the one that like I never would have got. Cheech and Chong was something I was not exposed to no. at this point. But that's where the Dave's Not Here thing comes from. Hey, man, it's Dave. Open up, man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> okay, now let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's so high, he doesn't even know that's Dave. <laughs> Homer? Homer's not here, man. <laughs> uh, okay, very good. Now let's get on with our really big show. Ed Sullivan. Shh. <laughs> I, I do I do love that and that the Cheech and Chong reference Dan Castellaneta would write an episode for Cheech and Chong to appear oh, in wow. in 2011 oh that's right where Homer teams up with Cheech after Chong quits oh, and, and then they be, get together it's just a love letter to Cheech and Chong which I'm like sure that is, for that. that is yeah. one of those things I've watched a ton of those movies it's fine to cast those into the ocean. Oh, the movies yeah. suck. I got a lot yeah. of fun out of the, the records when I was a kid. I like, I played my mom's old records a lot, and I love those, even though I didn't get into drugs until much later. There's one movie that's just them doing their songs, and I think that's really funny. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Cheech and Chong, man. Holy the shit. Corsican brothers can just rot in hell forever. <laughs> How could they even make that? That was like Comedy Central afternoon fodder for like eight Ideas years. Ideas aren't here, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was bad. Yeah. Uh, but Homer is eventually Homer shamed. Homer wins all those awards, and I like that he recognizes he's in a rut. He's like... And the person who traveled the least distance to be here... Well, kiss my grits. Homer Simpson. What can I say? It hasn't been easy staying in my rut. <clears throat> Class of 74, I was just uh, leafing through your permanent records when I discovered something shocking. Homer Simpson never passed remedial science 1A <gasps> and thus never graduated from high school. <gasps> I'm sorry, Simpson. I, I'm going to have to take back those awards. <laughs> what a petty principle, by the way. We have the return of Dondelinger. I well, Dondelinger rightly hates Homer. I, I don't mind him. And, you know, I did mention it before, but Homer not graduating does mm -hmm. fit within... He doesn't say, I'm not going to pass this mm -hmm. class, but Homer says that he avoided he was embarrassed by Marge and avoided her all the rest of the school year and is going to have yeah. to hopefully make it up in the summer by oh never going back to school God. clearly he didn't make it up in the summer yeah, that's and a great payoff fails. so yeah it, I respect that it does fit and it's Dondlinger again and we, so yeah. we have a scene though after this where Barney gets off pretty light it's like uh, his cummerbund fell in the toilet we've, we've seen toilet. Barney dress as a baby getting his diaper blown off and, and meeting his mom at the same time I mean having your cummerbund fall in the toilet is embarrassing but Barney's been hey. through so much worse hey. Barney has a cummerbund. Do you? Um, Do you, Henry? No, I, I don't. I have no reason to have one. I'm just and saying. It's quite. Barney it, does. <laughs> but it also shows you how cheap that joke is. Like, <laughs> who's the guy who asked him that? Who is that guy? He's nobody. <laughs> That's he's, right. He's not one person. They could have at least, like, couldn't they have just found one? Oh, no. no um, the, somebody else. Yeah. The guy says, where's your cummerbund? I'm thinking of, there's no guy? other Simpsons character in the high school with them at that time, right? Yeah. Until yeah, much later. Because he says at one point, the old gang. I'm like, who the fuck was the old gang? His friend and was Barney, Barney and no uh, one. And later, then, they retcon it, like, they retcon Lenny boo, and Carl yeah, being their friends. That, yeah, fuck that, That's man. stupid. Hey, all my work friends are way stronger than my high school friends <laughs> yeah, at this point. Yeah, I have no high school friends. Abe gets to say his line about my chest hurts, which is kind of his... His like reaction. She does, but I just I I don't know. I, this this is what leads me to believe 
the Simpsons writers had something to do with it because they seemed to make fun of themselves oh, absolutely. pretty proficiently. All right, leeches. I want you to see what a good writer looks like. His name is Abraham Simpson, and he's got something you couldn't get at your fancy schools. Life experience. Actually, you know, I, I wrote my thesis on life experience. And quiet! That's LG. Hey, tell him about your amazing life. I spent 40 years as a night watchman at a cranberry silo. Wow. So... <laughs> We learn a lot about Abe. I like the Abe reaction. Wow. Wow. Okay, so so much, okay, so much is happening here. They go into the Simpsons writer's room, yeah. which is as shitty as it looks in the cartoon. There Again, are pictures the serious jibber thing has it. And it yeah. is, like, for this picture, they brought in standees of the characters because that's the only decoration. Yes. Th- those were not there. Yeah. There's, there is a, there's an air conditioner in the window. Yeah. There's it There's looks like a therapy session. This. Yeah, it's horrible. And based on what you hear, I bet it smelled like fast food grease and farts. Yes. Just like a bunch of yeah. men, single men, writing cartoon <laughs> well, jokes, eating fast food all day. And, and cigarettes, cigarettes yeah. yeah. And so you, they pan across, and you can see them all. There's Schwartzwelder. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff Martin. Al Jean. Al Jean. Mike Reese. Same. Mike Reese is fatter. He, he talks about it on the commentary. They're like, oh, that's you. Oh, They're like, sucks. no, that's a, that's that's uh, Sam Simon. I'm the other one there. That's I got somehow, pretty that's, fat. That's somehow worse than a picture that you have an animated version of you that is skinnier. Yeah. He said that's how he realized it. He's <laughs> oh, no. like, he got fat. Every every writer says on the commentary, if you you if you don't get fat on The Simpsons, something's wrong with you because you are just candy, sat, sat fast in, food. You're sat in a room all day. The only fun you get is to eat garbage while <laughs> yeah. sat in a room all day. There's a funny anecdote on the commentaries too, where Al Jean, uh, uh, Dan Castaneda was going to voice Al Jean's uh, you know counterpart, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What are you doing that crazy nerd voice for? I don't sound like that." He really does sound like <laughs> Al Jean. Uh, is yeah, very, yeah, he's yeah. a little sensitive about his voice, which is very nasal. Yeah, Though he jumps I'm going to hug him, then dump his books every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time I hear him, and yeah, I'm Al Jean. You can actually hear Al Jean punch a guy in the commentary yeah. for <laughs> making fun of his voice. He's like, you didn't like his voice. He said it. You didn't recognize it. He said it was too nasal. He's like, yeah, that's right. Thumb. And we see uh, we see Schwartzwalder, and uh, they make a joke on the commentary about they how yeah, so many times. there's an arrow pointing to his character design where his gut is, and it says guts. And I think the animation <laughs> reason for that is to let animators know you paint that a different color, like that yes. is flesh. But he still has a giant like pot belly like mm. blasting through his shirt. And they that hurt. They they are like, oh, that's kind of mean, especially yeah. when Conan says about that jo- about Schwartzwalder at that time. Mm-hmm. He says that he was a handsome guy, that if you had dressed him up as a 1910 policeman, he'd be the most (laughs) handsome 1910 policeman. Well, Conan certainly has a type. And and so, yeah, they just, they, Al Jean's voice really gets Mm. it in this, but I I wonder what the first version of that voice Uh, was. And they they kind of cheat, too, because it does not take uh, six to nine months to make Itchy and Scratchy happen. It happens, like, overnight. I don't know if they're... We we see that they're doing it overseas in Itchy and Scratchy the movie, Mm -hmm. but apparently they they can fast-track it to Mexico or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. Wasn't it amazing that, like, what they animated was exactly what Bart and Lisa yes. imagined. Yes. They animated it perfectly. You can also tell from the nicotine patches jokes, at least some of the writers were using nicotine patches. Yeah, they were yeah. a new thing. My stepdad had them at this time, and it was like, wow. I did but love still smoking. this joke. Because <laughs> Grandpa doesn't even know this is happening. Dad, can we talk to Grandpa alone for a minute? All right. But if he starts to wig out, try to lure him into the cellar. <laughs> then we put your name on the script and sent it in. Didn't you wonder why you were getting checks for doing absolutely nothing? I figured because the Democrats were in power again. Boom. Yeah. 
What? That's also a joke Money in Freehouse of Horror 2. It's yeah. like, I don't need it. I don't no want one. it. But if it doesn't show up, I'll raise hell. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know. I'm not in the mood for jokes about uh, Democrats fine, fine. giving away too Here, much how about stuff. Homer being dumb? That Yay. <clears throat> All right. Here are your exams. 50 questions. True or false? True. Homer, I was just describing the test. True. Look, Homer, just take the test and you'll do fine. False. <laughs> That's a very, very vaudeville thing. So, I love those. Uh, but Chris, you skipped <laughs> one of two consecutive fantasy sequences in yeah. which Abe is in drag. Yeah, I know, I know. And is seducing men. In yeah. this, in this one, it's two cowboys. In the next one, it's Hitler. Yeah, it's I got, I got Hitler. So Stein yeah. booby. <laughs> das is not Stein booby. <laughs> two episodes in a row, he's dreaming of being in a dress. Yeah, it's, I. You also didn't get it, but the the little song. Grandpa sings in Homer's vision. Mm-hmm. Just like la 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 la. It's, it's so cute. Yeah, I got his. Well, another instance. Another instance of Homer's brain speaking to him. All right, brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. Mm. It's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I say that when I write every day. That's true. Uh, I I think my favorite joke in the episode actually comes from the. Eight seconds they spend at Homer in night school, mm. but when he, when Don Linger is talking about how he just lost his wife, and Homer says like, yeah. "Is this will this be on, on the, the test?" test. No. no, and he just goes, "Oh, him erasing dead wife." It's all that's written on one page in giant so, letters: "Dead so wife, buddy, dead wife." Uh, but you cut to the award show. Uh, of okay, so uh, Abe so becomes great. a popular enough writer that I Krusty love that is clip. introducing episodes. That yeah, that's when I had that him. for like the episode intro clip. And now here's another fine, itchy, and scratchy cartoon by Abraham Simpson. Yeah! It's it's beautiful to think of a, a cartoon writer that prolific that children yes. would scream when his yeah. name is announced on a, on a clown TV show. And that skinless scratchy is one of the <laughs> sc- scariest images. Like, it's horrifying. I the- think of that whenever I'm on an escalator. Yeah, Just, like, too. getting my skin yeah. ripped off by it. It's like a Freddy Krueger kill, yeah, almost. Yes. Like... Oh. And then it always looks so weird when they draw humans with yeah. human with Caucasians in the itchy and scratchy cartoons. It's that, that was very because it's does that, that happen before? Why do they have to be people? That happened before. I can't think of I a don't human. Think so. I, had, I had that as a note that like these are, are the only real white people you see are in the itchy and scratchy cartoon. Yeah, the feminists. Even that's weird. <laughs> the anti fur feminists. Um, yeah, it's very strange because you don't see that color palette on a human being the entire show. Yeah, like a, like literally. Instead, actually, the, we see that when. Uh, when Homer imagines uh, Bart and Lisa as realistic humans, I, I, and that's it. Yeah. And, the next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And there's also... Uh, I, I like that they are hanging a lantern, as mm-hmm. as comedy writers would say, on the fact that they're not explaining anything mm-hmm. where, uh, well, formerly Alex Rocco says to him, hey, we're only... I fired all the other writers. It mm-hmm. all rests on your delightful little coconut. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm a fraud. What was that? I was listening. And I gotta go now. Yes. <laughs> like that's, that's them going like, yeah, this doesn't make sense, but fuck it. It's kind of ambiguous throughout if Abe actually knows what's happening, because in the beginning, he doesn't know what his name is, and we're yeah. not sure if he's being tricked or if he knows that he's just getting checks for doing nothing and Bart and Lisa are actually doing this. There's a cut scene that explains There's that he does deletes. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there is. We'll get to that after the show. Okay, though, yeah. but I, this is... I love Krusty's take here, but again, it irritates me that they have a celebrity guest star yeah. and didn't bother bringing back people who voiced... Yeah. Oh, before we get to that, sorry, I forgot. There's one bit of history too. Ah, yes, to I have one as well. So when they're dressed, so when yes. <laughs> the, the lines are all off, so it's clearly mm. ADR'd. Abe says to think that a man who once took a shot at Teddy Roosevelt mm. could earn your trust. Now, 
That did really happen. Teddy Roosevelt, while he was running for his third term in the Bull Moose Party, ah, yes. which he did not work. It was uh, the first third party, really, it's the most successful third party to that point mm-hmm. in American election history. So he is uh, shot by a saloon keeper <laughs> named John Shrank. Shrank. <laughs> Uh, and so he Dracula from Nosferatu and and Shrank's Shrank's reasoning was that no man should be president three terms it was wrong then he said paint my chicken coop (laughs) so he shot him in the chest and the chest hit his glasses cape uh, glasses case and his rolled up speech wow but he's also still bleeding like it did hit him it just slowed it down but teddy says like it'll take more than a bullet to stop this bull moose and he gives an hour-long speech and then leaves and then gets medical treatment i'd go for him again if i could but he but so that that's what really happened my historical contribution whenever they're walking around Itchy and Scratchy Studios, you'll see a font in an awning that is a reference to Walt Disney's oh, Burbank yeah. Studios. Ah, uh, right. Very clearly, that uh, doesn't entirely exist anymore. And uh, that repeating backgrounds joke doesn't work with the animation it doesn't work in, in audio the background. Because yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't spend that much money to Anna repeat Barbera a background. wouldn't yeah. do that. So we have like two great animation jokes in a row. Yeah. We have we have Strongdar, Master of oh, Acom. Well, I, I love. I just love. Well, this is also a slam it, on award shows. Wasn't it dark that? A- and now to present the award for outstanding writing in a cartoon series, Krusty the Clown and Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields project could have gotten you love it well, and Rocco. Here we <laughs> are, the star of the Blue Lagoon and me, the blue-haired goon. <laughs> what the. That's terrible. <laughs> Cartoons have the power to make us laugh and to make us cry. Wouldn't you agree, Krusty? First of all, my hair is green, not blue. I got nothing to work with here. Nothing. <laughs> I think that's uh, the actual reaction of a writer reading that line in the script yeah. and getting mad about it uh, in the I writing mean, room. Uh, I recall me and my mom both joking, uh, laughing at this, like, yeah, his, hair's, his hair is green. It's green hair. I think they really greened it up, though, for that scene. That is true. <laughs> yeah. It maybe is blue, but I... And wasn't it a dark joke that Grandpa asked Bart and Lisa to get him an escort? Like yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> That's an onion in the ointment. Yeah. <laughs> He's not covered with her insurance. That would have been my line of the show. Yeah. Onion in the ointment. Uh, but this is Brooke introducing the nominees. Uh, we... Man, I don't know if we These talked about this a bunch before. kind of out of time because, yeah. well, they're mocking one current thing, but the other two things they're mocking are yeah. just 80s cartoons. Yeah. The nominees for best writing in a cartoon series are Action Figure Man, the How to Buy Action Figure Man episode. <laughs> Please, Mommy, I want it. I love the mom's stern look. <laughs> like, I don't know about this. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, season premiere. Clip not done yet. Mm-hmm. Take that, John Kay. And finally... Itchy and Scratchy, the little barbershop of horrors episode. Cross my fingers for me. That's going to hurt come winter. <laughs> oh, so many good old man lines. <sighs> so Ren and Stimpy season two, yeah. clip not done yet. Yeah. Uh, infamously, uh, John Kay was fired in, I believe, August of 92 mm. because um, they gave him so many chances, but he delivered one of a promise, I think, 10 or 20 episodes. It's, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and it was the one that was too hot for TV, but not mm-hmm. really. It was just a mm-hmm. good excuse to fire him. If you mm-hmm. look up the Laser Time episode, Creators Fired, yeah. I go on a 20-minute insane rant about yeah, how Bob John knew a bunch was of better, fired. I just read Sick Little Monkeys, oh, cool. which, is yeah. a, which is a really, mm-hmm. I don't know, eye-opening story about how modern television animation works. Uh, well, maybe not so much modern now, but like... Of that age, of that of that renaissance that yeah, they kind of helped start. Just the, the importance of storyboarding. And, yeah, uh, and, and layout. And laying well, out there stuff. had never... 
a cable company had never done original programming yeah. to that extent before, too. So Nickelodeon was learning things. Oh, yeah. Original uh, animated programming to it that It makes extent. John Kay look like a dick, but I, I yeah. completely put some of that on Nickelodeon for not knowing how the production of their own cartoon was supposed to work. And Nickelodeon and, did not want Ren and Stimpy, but the yeah. executive in charge of Nicktoons is like, I will put my job on the line. This will be great. This will be popular. And it She's was. not wrong. Yeah. It made them, but it is such a specific and mean joke. Like, it is he, a mean... We, we, you wrote about that for Laser Time, Henry, and I think yeah. we discussed drunkenly at a bar one time, <laughs> animated feuds that ended up in the, in the, in, in the product. Yeah. And, yeah. The grudges in it, and yeah, it was... He he took a swipe at them first. Mm-hmm. He badmouthed everybody and yeah. everybody because he was like, "I'm king of the world. I'm yeah. the genius of cartoons, and everything I say is right. And I can make two cartoons a year. So yes. uh, someone hire me. So yeah, the Simpsons were right to take a swipe at him, though. I it wonder- just it's, it shows. I just, just it's evident of a smaller world. It's like mm-hmm. if Pendleton Ward of Adventure Time came at Seth MacFarlane. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're like we're not competing. South Park guys, but back back Seth. then it's it, it was like. All the primetime animated shows or the cable animated shows were sort of on an even level mm. where there's like there's like four. <laughs> yeah. And Ren and Stimpy was still huge. Now. Yeah. Season two, lots of tons of great episodes. Yeah, whenever like they Sven talked Hoke, about yeah. Ren and Stimpy, like I always say, whenever they write whenever they would write about the Simpsons in the early nineties, they'd mention the Flintstones because there was nothing else to compare it to. Yeah. And whenever they wrote about Ren and Stimpy, they're like they'd have to write up the Simpsons and they're so not the same, but they were part of the same era and phenomenon. Yeah. It's like cartoons and, aren't for kids anymore. I wonder what the, in general, what the animators thought of this episode, because this episode, seemingly, writers make animation yeah. and not animators. It is so writer-focused. We don't see any of the actual artistry happening mm-hmm. So I wonder way. what, like, Rich Moore thought of this yeah. while animating it. And, uh, and then the ending really is just out of left field and just really to end it. Like, Abe sees the yeah. cartoon and realizes how violent it is, but, and by the way... Two seasons ago, they did an episode of defending cartoon violence to mm. an extent, and now this ends with a certain level of sermonizing. The message is so weird. I don't really yeah. get it, what, what they're trying to say. Do we I have think that they were trying to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> it, yeah. It's like, like, well, that was the first time I ever saw Itchy and Scratchy, and I didn't like it one bit. It was disgusting and violent. I think all you people are despicable. For shame! He's right. We've been wasting our lives. The hell with cartoons. I'm going to do what I've always dreamed of. I'm going to write that sitcom about the sassy robot. <laughs> so Matt Groening did do that. I and, wrote uh, that sassy robot. Yeah, and that's Al Jean and Mike Reese, and they wrote a, a car- so, sorry, a sitcom about a sassy angel. They wrote the sitcom <laughs> Teen Angel for TGIF after leaving The Simpsons. And, and I, they I, would quit this yeah. season. Like they're they're on their way to quitting when they're animating them quitting. I do want to watch one episode of Teen Angel to see if there's any of that Gene and Reese like bite to it. There's got to be at is. least like one joke. In the joke. first episode, the kids. I only watched first episode. In the first episode. The kid's friend dies. Like yeah. he eats a he eats a pet sandwich and dead. And then it's like that's how you start the show. Yeah, right? I mean that's how he becomes teen angel, right? And then his yeah. mom is played by uh, Mrs. Ben Stiller and uh, uh, Brady. Was Dean Taylor? Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, if I may be uh, Henry or comic book guy for a second, <laughs> okay. It's the first time Abe has seen Itchy and Scratchy. We now know they date back 
to the era Abe was wearing dresses in World War II. Yeah. And there was Abe literally nothing else to watch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in this case, the same with saying like, oh, well, Abe said his job was at the cranberry silo, but another time he says that Abe is an unreliable narrator and nothing yes, yeah. nothing should count as canon because Abe remembers it. He remembers nothing. He can't That's remember just, his name again at the beginning yeah, of this episode. Yeah. Like, so, what's my name? Look at my underpants. So if Abe says that, then you don't know. And then extra tacked on is the ending like, Homer saying, "Hey, I did pass the end." Like, and just so you get some closure there, you pretty there's a, much forgot that even happened. A flash forward to 2024, Ooh. which is coming up in uh, Jesus Christ, uh, years, seven run, years, right? Uh, seven years, yeah. right? When Trump finishes his second, uh, <laughs> third term, term. yeah. And then we still need to kill some time. So here's a Ned Flanders short out of nowhere, which will never happen again, I to my knowledge. That. I love it. I, I love this. It. It's great. It's great. I love that. I love the. Not me. What the fuck? Like, Dave had to remind me this was in the episode after you tweeted you didn't like it. And, like, that wasn't in the episode. It's like, yeah, it's at the very end. I like parts of this episode, it's, and this is what I like the most, I think. Uh, this is my favorite. This is a good. This isn't a bad episode. But, but where did this come from? I, like, I get I that mean, it's a parody of cartoons. It's co- no, it's a comic book parody, yeah, really. So, in Archie Comics and mm-hmm. in other gag comics, and this would rarely happen in superhero books mm-hmm. but in gag comics sometimes your story ends before you're done and you've got to fill 22 pages mm-hmm. and so or you've even not filled half a page mm-hmm. well what are we gonna do all right a quick comic uh, comic strip style gag mm. of just a quick joke to fill that space and then you're finally done and that's the same deal they came up with just a quickie joke that was done in Archie comics back then of like Reggie starring in date mistake. But, yeah. they, but they would have, they would have tacked this onto an episode were it not about animation or writing. No, no, this is just cartoons. time. They like, needed to kill time. time. So this is, yeah. this is just wasting time. 20 no, seconds. They don't have to write anything else hey, to the main story. And right? I don't, it's I don't hear this joke. I love yeah. this scene. This is we the can right play one. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's only this one. Is the only one. Love that. God. <laughs> Knock that off. You do. It's time for church. We're not going to church today. Ah, what? You give me one good reason. It's Saturday. <laughs> Oakley dokely do. <laughs> Hens love roosters. Geese love ganders. Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Oh, man. And that logo is even very archy. It really mm. is. So, okay. I love that bit. I in, in season five and onwards, we need to figure out what to do with deleted scenes because there's at least one per episode. Mm. But on this DVD set, there's like maybe three episodes they have deleted mm. scenes for. And this is one of them. So yes. I want to go over what was on those deleted scenes, if you don't mind. Mm. So the first one, uh, Roger Myers dictates a letter to Bart and Lisa. It's them reading it. And Lisa's saying, I know this I know this word, but what's Shinola? So he's saying, <laughs> you don't know shit from Shinola. Uh, Why wasn't uh, that kept? Like, that's, that's unless good. it was a censor note. There's what, it probably was, Henry. So yeah. there's another one that I think is a good Especially joke. Especially when they so even conjure the image of shit in the audience's yeah, mind. They're so desperate for time. Yeah. They needed that joke. There's like three minutes of cutscenes, maybe two. So this is a good joke, but I think it relies on a movie nobody knows. Mm. So they cut it out. So Homer is pledging to finish high school to Marge, which is like a very important scene, I think, that we don't yeah. see. So Homer says, you know that movie about the woman who fell off the mountain? I think it was called Don't Fall Off the Mountain. And Marge says, what's your point? And Homer says, I will learn to ski. I mean, graduate high school. And he was he was wow. referencing the movie The Other Side of the Mountain about a skier oh who fell off a mountain. Apparently, it was very popular in the 70s, so it's a 70s oh, reference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a scene of Abe calling Itchy and, Scat- Itchy and Scratchy Richie and Kathy, which <laughs> just comes out of nowhere. 
There's a scene of Jim Reardon blowing up a real cat with dynamite for reference. <laughs> yeah. That was cut by the censors. It's, they did not like that animal. Island. It's part of the animation tour. Like, how do you get these great like scenes happening? And they, oh, they have wow. like him putting like dynamite in the cat's mouth, and then <laughs> they cut away, and we just hear an explosion. There's one scene in here where it shows that Abe knows what's happening, mm-hmm. and he's thinking of ideas like pacing back and forth and telling Lisa. And then he says, I'll just sit in the corner and play with my teeth after they yell at him. <laughs> That's a great line. And uh, there's a final great scene where Roger Myers Jr. fires Abe after his, after his tirade, after his rants. And he says, I don't need your stinking money. And then he says, can I have a nickel for the trolley? <laughs> so uh, there's like five I like all scenes. of these. Yeah, they're all, they, these could have uh, all fit into the show if they needed time. For a show that's desperate for yeah. time, that is, has so many lines in it, yeah. The Ned Flanders scene was their inspiration for 22 short films about Springfield. Mm. Oakley and Weinstein love that bit so much. Like, what if we just had like yeah. just a bunch of short jokes interconnected? I always wish they had done that. Just yeah, that's like, why I was confused. Is, is this the only one? Because well, they did it with Cletus mm-hmm. until and, twenty-two episode, twenty-two short stories. This mm, is the only one, yeah. and uh, you know. So in conclusion, in conclusion, I think this episode I remembered liking it a lot more than when I rewatched it. I just see a lot of weaknesses now, and just like it's slapdash, unfinished thoughts. A lot of a lot of recycled animation and redone lines, but there are still a lot of funny stuff in it, yeah. and I do like how deep it goes into the inside jokes of making mm-hmm. The Simpsons. In the words of Homer, it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. I think true. That's really true. that sums up this episode well. So yes, that was Talking Simpsons, everybody. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find mm-hmm. me on the internet as Bob Servo on Twitter. I also write for SomethingAwful.com and Fandom.com every day. And my other podcast is Retronauts, a classic gaming podcast you can oh. find every Monday at Retronauts.com or search for, search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. You'll find it. Almost 200 episodes of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laser Time is where this show started and where the show continues to exist at LaserTimePodcast.com. But if you want to support us and this show, uh, Patreon.com slash LaserTime. You get an exclusive show every week. Also want to encourage people to check out Video Game Apocalypse and 302010, our uh, weekly video game shows, and the pop culture show that looks back 30, 20, and 10 years ago to that week and occasionally brings up The Simpsons on shows we'll cover more in depth, hopefully, if we continue to survive. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter is me, baby. And uh, you can also, like Chris said, support us on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. I know lots of people signed up at uh, December time. It's always good to get new signups because you'll get access. And then got out before it was time to pay. Uh, You'll get access to the, well, please stick around. Uh, You'll get access to the first season of Talking Simpsons as well as our year-end wrap-up specials, our season wrap-up specials, which... We're careening close to another one. Oh, man. Can we even do another one? I don't know. We have plenty of stuff. Bob and I have talked about this. We've used work time to discuss this (laughs) idea. It's the best time. Tune in next week for when we start our whacking, everybody. See you then. infotainment.